The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. You're listening to The Offspin, the spin-off's cricket podcast, and moments ago we saw the culmination of six days of attritional test cricket, two years of the World Test Championship, eight years of constant improvement and culture change, and a lifetime of unrequited passion (laughs) and heartbreaking defeats finally coming to an end. New Zealand are the champions of test cricket it's so fucking cool the last time we sat here uh in this format directly after a uh world fi- a world final we had to ask samuel flynn scott to do a live uh performance of uh pink cola in a minor key to really yeah. capture the pain and heartbreak and i shed a few tears just before watching uh ross taylor hit those winning runs and it just feels so good feels incredible what a match what an incredible game of test cricket just incredible we are we are joined uh today as well by by justin latif who uh came into the office uh to sit with us as we saw it all home we're joined by alice webler producing who was also here with us a uh, little squad came in after lunch feeling something uh something was brewing historic on the precipice and and Justin, now is your chance to say something. Yeah, I mean, I haven't actually watched a full game of cricket since the World Cup final because I was so traumatised by it. And I, I uh, shed tears on that night. And um, yeah, to come back and watch a, another final, but for it to go the right way is pretty amazing. And yeah, it, it's certainly, um, yeah, it's, it's like a feeling like a, a sense of um, fulfilment, almost. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sense of um, that sense of cricketing trauma of things always just just going against New Zealand at the last moment of you know these sort of remarkable stories that just end and and just something that leaves you wanting a little bit more. And now, I mean. W- what the hell do we do now? Do we keep do, do we keep following cricket? We is, get to, is we cricket get to, completed now? We get to bring home a giant golden meth pipe. That's the first thing <laughs> that we'll do. Uh, that trophy, that mace, is very very funny. But I, I, on that point, I thought it was it was very interesting that even you know it wasn't a insignificant total chit to chase, especially with the way the Indians had been bowling, and then we lost two relatively quick wickets, like. 
on Cricket Twitter, which is a very special place I've mm. discovered. Um, thank you all for keeping us company through the night. It's been lots of fun. Uh, but Cricket Twitter was stressed out. I was strung out. Like, I was so nervous. I had to sit behind the couch, behind everyone, so that I could sort of get up and walk around. And oh, and was... I, I feel like New Zealand cricket fans are particularly anxious. Like, we've just endured so much heartache. We've internalised. And it's not just the last World Cup final. It's almost like every one-day series against Australia. It yeah. goes all the way back to, like, being, you know, uh, ruined by the underarm delivery, you know, like it. We we've just been, you know, even Nasser down Hussain. At the, yeah. Before we'd finished dismissing India, Nasser Hussein was talking about how we were going to collapse. Yeah, because there's always a collapse on the cards, and according who to. Who would Nasser. have disagreed with him? You know, yeah, I guess like, he's right. Really, I guess really, it's like decent punditry. If you could, I mean. Uh, Looking at how how the game unfolded, uh, if you if, if this is the first you're hearing about this game, then we'll just give you a very quick rundown. Basically, uh, today's play involved the Black Caps bowlers coming out and rolling India for far fewer runs than they really should have scored, uh, and then Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor batted out probably about 200 balls between them. Uh, very carefully done. They each gave away one chance, and that was it. And um, and they saw it home with maturity and poise and composure. And I mean, again, I I just have to say, like, what is going on here? And I think that's <laughs> the crazy thing about this team is that they're like a, it's their strategy and their approach to cricket is just so much better than everyone else. They don't seem to make dumb mistakes mm. and they and Williams in particular always seems to make the right decisions even though the commentators are saying he's too conservative or he's not doing the right changes here and there he's always seems to know what he's doing and be ahead of the game you know and I think even ahead of Coley many times in this game mm. I think um the point that he was only the second batsman to make a 50 in this test uh, his first 49 was just so important, especially in hindsight now, that yeah, ability to yeah. stick around and let the tail wag a bit. And he was injured. Uh, it's in a in a um, country where his critics had him, written him off, you know, said he can't bat in England. And it's in the most important game of his career. It's, it's, it's such a a moment for the legend of Kane Williamson, I think. And, you know, the way he led in the field as well. And it was, it's it's very, very cool to see that happen to him. And playing with a with a bit of an injury niggle as well, I mean, that that's something that feels like it's quite deeply embedded in the New Zealand sporting psyche as well. I mean, you know, we've got Richie McCall with his broken foot in the World Cup final and Buck Shelford playing on with a torn scrotum and stuff like that. And, Neil and Wagner bowling with broken toes. Exactly. That's That seems like there is, you know, there's just something about New Zealand cricket now where it's just, uh, at the elite level, it's just not soft anymore. Once and upon an, a time, it would have been. And an injury like that is a really hard injury to actually, as a batsman, that's in it. I think um, Sachin Tendulkar had a similar injury in his elbow, and he had mm. to basically take nine months off cricket to rehab it Fine. because it, he can't train. It's like a overuse injury, and so he he wouldn't have been able to train as much for this test as he would have liked, and he wouldn't have come in with the same amount of prep that he normally would do, and he probably didn't have the same, 
you know, power through his shots as well. So it's pretty, he probably understated actually how serious and what an impact would have had on him. Uh, very quickly, we should say the offspin is brought to you by the Beer Spot. I'm sorry, Beer Spot. We got overwhelmed with joy. We'll have, come and have some, one of your uh, 40 beers. We'll have a celebratory one uh, today the, over lunch, I at, think. At which of the it. five locations across Auckland? We'll be at the Morningside location. Uh, but there are there are four others across uh, Auckland, so please go and visit them to have a celebratory drink today for the Black Caps. Shop beer spot. Um, I I don't want to slip too much into into cliches or anything here, but uh, did anyone else get the sense uh, throughout this whole game uh, that it really was a contest of wills, and India just didn't quite want it enough when it came down to those key moments? I'm. I thought they looked like they wanted it heaps. I think we just played ever so slightly better. I, I think that is uh, a cliche that doesn't apply in this cl- in this case. See, the reason I say it is is because of the uh, the batting performance that they put in both on the, the second day of play on the morning and on this morning where they were just so... It was so loose. That's you know? the big it difference so between the two teams, I think, was the, um, the focus of... Uh, well, this... The ability of a, just a couple of batsmen to hold it together and grind it out. Um, you know, you saw t- today some highlights for me, a Coley making a big mistake. I love to see that <laughs> dangling the um, dangling the bat outside off stump. The way Pant plays for a draw. Yeah. Uh, that was um, I mean, ridiculously exciting and fun. It was fun, but like it was, it was kind of horrible batting. And, they barely and, middled it. And in a test where... Um, where sort of really beautiful defensive batting has been basically the only currency that matters. It, it was just, it was bizarre. When he should have been out for five, and, I, and another highlight, I am just so happy for Tim Southey that his um, dropped catch <laughs> comes to nothing. Yeah. Uh, that would have, you know, th- that could have been the difference between uh, winning and drawing or maybe even losing if they were able to get a few more runs. Um, and I, I ended up calling a lot of my friends at lunch who'd gone to sleep and saying, you know, you d- need to get up. This is going to be pretty special. But that makes me think of Craig McMillan, who for some reason had to leave the commentary box at lunch and go and get a flight back to New Zealand. And now he's going to be sitting or at some point in a hotel in somewhere in central Auckland or in Mangere watching Hamilton. highlights of this. Yeah game over and over for 14 days while he waits to be released I, I really hope he was he was on the plane and there was no Wi-Fi before <laughs> the result actually happened so he's got to fly to like Dubai or wherever and not have any idea how it's finished he needs a um a better agent or something because whoever booked those flights really fucked up mm. he mm. missed out he's you know he's a bit of a servant to New Zealand cricket now he is, he um, is. and he just ceded the field to Simon Dool to he, be the Ian yeah. Smith of New Zealand commentators in an international event you know it's it's, it's tough he it's blew brutal. it kia ora my name's Duncan Grieve and I'm managing editor at the spin-off this podcast like so much of the work we do at the spin-off is made possible by the support of our members to find out more about the spin-off members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz today. Kia ora, I'm Sophie. And I'm Simon. And I'm Alice, and together we host the spin-off's food podcast, Dietary Requirements. Join us each month as we explore a vast culinary landscape. 
From the gourmet Ooh la la. to your more hearty tucker. Kiwi onion dip, anyone? Everything's on the table in dietary requirements. Subscribe wherever you listen to all your other favourite podcasts. And back to V-Rat. Is he officially a choker now in uh, knockout or like big games? Ooh. I think he, he over wanted it. I almost felt like he was, he tried too hard and he was so animated. He seemed to be so into the game, but his passion just seemed to spill over into confused thinking at times. Whereas Williamson's so stoic and careful and strategic. It seemed like they're like, you know, chalk and cheese in some mm, ways. Mm. And I really feel that was where it was won. It was the better captain won the game for, for the Black Caps. Potentially, yeah. And and just in terms of the Indian tactics, um, criminally underused Ashwin uh, throughout both innings, really. And when he when he came on today, that was the only real time where it looked like, oh, shit, yeah, maybe, maybe something something's going to go horribly wrong. That New Zealanders facing spin bowling, good spin bowling, mm. is tough to watch. Torture. Yeah. Torture. Especially like a brand new Ross Taylor when he's in and it's mm. turning into his legs and oh my gosh. Speaking of Ross Taylor, uh, the commentators were were talking retirement again. They brought up the fact that he's he said in an interview that if we had have won the World Cup, he probably would have gone then. Uh, how how beautiful is it that he was there? He could right be retiring end. in an interview with Simon Dill right now, and we might be missing it. He could be, but it was amazing. And those two batting together, batting so well in the end together, really picking the bad balls to make some runs because there was a little bit of run wreck anxiety for a minute. Yeah, um, yeah, and. They were they were smart enough and patient enough to get in a bit, and then as soon as anything was a little bit wide outside off stump, they were hitting uh, some beautiful drives and cut shots, and really relieved that pressure. And in the end, the runs didn't look far away at all. I mean, I think at one point there was thirty dot balls in a row, or something mm. like that, and it looked mm. really hard. And I think that was like at forty for two. At that point, if we'd lost a couple of other wickets. It could have been really hard, and I, you know, with Ashwin bowling quite well, it could have, I don't know, turned into a much closer result at the end. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I, I felt like the whole game felt like like it was sort of real cricket in that sense because like batting should be fucking hard, yeah. you know. Like it, it, we've we've become so conditioned to seeing uh, miss hits go for six and run rates of you know eight or nine and over and limited overs cricket, but like. Batting is hard. Batting's really, really hard to do it just again and again and again. It's like, uh, you know, when we did that interview with uh, with the coach Kit Pereira, who was talking about how you have to, uh, in, in life and in cricket, you have to refocus every single ball and just play that particular ball. That That's mentally so difficult to do, and yet, and yet. Yeah, and they they were doing it. You could just see the way... Kane just was blocking and blocking, and then you just wait for that one little sort of slightly whitish ball, and he'd whip it down leg side. And I was like, where does he get his patience from? I, I think the rest of us were just, you know, starting to freak out whether we'd even score any runs, and then he just seems to pull out a, a four or a two. And, yeah. and There were some beautiful Kane Williamson uh, textbook shots today, you know, mm. front foot drives, rising up on his toes to punch it through the covers off his back foot. It was it was a really, really nice innings. And I think um, 
I'm just so glad they got to bat together to to win that. Um, I'm looking at the transcription of Ross Taylor's interview on Crickinfo. He hasn't retired, uh, but he's called it the highlight of his career and talks about how at the beginning of his career never felt like he'd have the side around him to do something like that. And Mm. to see the way the Black Caps have gone in just over seven years from eighth in the world with only Zimbabwe and Bangladesh behind them to now outright number one world test championship champions uh, <laughs> it's very very cool and yeah, you know and shout out Brendan McCullum you know it's the yeah. shoulders that they stand on and to see what Kane's done with this team is, is is wonderful and I feel like there's actually a template for a lot of New Zealand sports which often are other than the All Blacks are often you know battling a bit and the Black Caps mm, have kind of shown mm. this is how you can do it you, you play your own style you don't copy another kind of country or another team style and maybe the Warriors, maybe <laughs> maybe our, our old, old whites, you know, they can look at some, you know, maybe pick some things out of this and go maybe this is how we could do things because it's pretty incredible to come from that far back. And when you think about how toxic and broken New Zealand cricket was. Absolutely, absolutely. It's incredible. Well, I I don't want to give, I I certainly don't mean us as as people on a podcast, but, you know, when I say we as the cricketing public, I think uh, the the change in New Zealand cricket that has led to the public starting to identify with the team again and see uh, something of us in that team uh that's that's something that uh, you know i i feel like uh you don't necessarily have to have stayed up all night watching this one be brought home but uh but if you know i th- i think supporters of new zealand cricket can genuinely feel like they have a right to share in this as well and and to feel like they were part of it too the fan base is so much bigger and more diverse and engaged and um you know still suffer from the anxiety that comes mm. with being a New Zealand cr- cricket fan, but they're passionate and they really love that team because, you know, it's been, that love's been returned in many ways. And mm. it's, um, it's very cool to see the, the, that support grow and how good were the, uh, the lads in the Shane Warne stand? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh to have been man. there for that. It would have been very fun. Why didn't they fly 660 over for that? You know, that would have been perfect. Dave Dobbin will be waiting at the airport for the um, yeah, New Zealand cricket home. team yeah. to, to come home. It'll be like when they open the Trans-Tasman bubble and that um, that Wyata group just had to sing Welcome Home for like an hour straight. They did about 20 renditions of it or something. But I'm sure they'll be able to spring for Dobbo for this one. I'm, I'd do it as a freebie for something like this. Yeah, just do it out of the yeah, love of your heart for the um, great Black Caps, which is really important uh, moment to uh, remember that I now get to get a tattoo of the clear logo. Simon is getting inked. On, uh, well, I was thinking about doing it on my chest where... Where the fern would be? No, where the logo would have been on the shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like exactly where it would be. But I'm also getting the hair on my back permanently removed. Um, so I thought it, it would be more visible and easier to see if I got it on, on my like back of my shoulder. Yeah, well, the hair is definitely an issue, isn't it, when you're doing tattoos? So, well, it's just when you, you can see it afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, the, the hair aspect was one I hadn't expected. Yeah. I often don't yeah. hear that, so yeah. And one other really important thing, um, shout out to BJ Watling. Yeah. What yes. a way to end a really, really amazing New Zealand um, test career. Absolutely. And is, is this, how close is Tim Southey to coming to an end? Well, I mean, if, if you look at someone like James players. Anderson, though, uh, like he he keeps on getting better and better, and and so does Tim Southey. I mean, he's not a he's not a player that relies on raw pace anymore, or, or probably ever did really. But he is consistent. He's wily. Uh, you know, it's like what they say at club level. You know, you you always beware of a bowler with grey hair because it knows uh, they know how to how to get you out. And and Tim Southey, his hair looks fantastic, but he's got that exact same energy about him. And, actually, and he just keeps getting better. And yeah, I think red ball better. cricket, you know, focusing on it, has uh, been huge for his career. Mm. Uh, I, just, can, I have to go. I have to walk out to a prior engagement. And, <laughs> you know, I just... Um, want to say thank you again to the Black Caps for everything you've given me throughout my life. This is, you know, the culmination of 36 years of um, passion. Uh, I'm just, you know, just absolutely speechless. I can't explain how I'm feeling. A few tears earlier. Um, but finally, the you know, we've, we've managed to be at the top of the cricketing world. All right, we will, we will wrap this up here because we all have... Um, Real jobs to get to, as I'm sure many of our listeners will. I have to write a fucking newsletter, uh, which is, um, it's good. There's news happening at the moment, so it won't be too hard. Um, And also all of us, I'd imagine, are just a little bit, a little bit shattered by, by the last week. Yeah, it's uh, not just one night, is it? It's, no, it's, it's no. been six in there. Six. No, I've forgotten what sleep feels like. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Um Thank you again to the Bear Spot. Thank you to spin-off members. Thank you to Alice for producing us this morning. Uh, and, I mean, you know, thank you to Cricket. It's given us so many moments that uh, felt like they define they define your life, you know, those those moments of Cricket that, that teach you about loss and teach you about how to, how to win with humility. And... Today we we finally just get to bask in that feeling a little bit. Yes. Cricket, cricket is life, and cricket life is, is good. Life. Oh, Justin, what a way to go out! That is as beautiful. Kia ora e te iwi, te he Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.